Well, hello, 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 hello there, and welcome to episode, uh, what are we up to now? Uh, 91, episode 91 of Brews Less Traveled, the podcast exploring the best uncharted craft beer scenes across these United States. Um, I'm your host, Brian. Glad to be back. How's it going, everybody? Shout out to all yins in the chat joining us tonight for the recording, and also, Shout out to my good friend Isaac Bell, our co-host uh, for this episode. Isaac, how's it going? It's good. It's good. Uh, how are you? Not too bad. Um, been on a baking kick this week. Uh, baked some cookies yesterday. Uh, some plain sugar cookies. They were good. And I made scones for the first time this morning. And if I do say so Ooh. myself, knock them scones out of the park. I wow, love to hear that, man. Yeah, that's great. Uh, I've I've never been much of a I've never been much of a baker, but I do yeah, love more to of a cook. cook. Definitely, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd like to, um, but you know, there's there's other people in this house that that handle the baking. I was gonna say your significant other definitely yeah. takes care of uh, her fair share of, right, of yeah. the that side of the kitchen. We've got uh, we we've got a pretty good uh, thing going on in terms of like fermentation, so. I've got all the brewing and, you know, like the kombucha and weird stuff like that. And she's got the, I, I, I'd like to think that there's lots of yeast and, uh, and bacteria floating around this house that, uh, that's beneficial, which we're also in the, we're also in the same, uh, same time of year. It's a, I don't know about Pittsburgh, but it's a beautiful day here. Um, and I broke out my motorcycle out of the garage for the first oh, time. Wow. Uh, well, not the first time this year, but one of the first times and uh, got a quick ride in before we set up tonight. So no, it is um, the technical term here is dog shit weather. Uh, <laughs> it, it is, it has been rainy and cold, gloomy, rainy, cold for the past two days. We got a nice, uh, had a real nice 75 degree day last week, yep. but since then it's been kind of, yeah. we call that fake spring. Yeah. We got yeah. our fake spring. Yep. Um, but we'll see. I, I already we live in an old old house and uh, we have the like vinyl stuff that you put over the window to like keep the heat in here. Sure. And I got I got way overzealous on that 75 degree day you last tore week. It all and down. I'm like, I tore I tore I tore <laughs> one down and I was like, we're opening this window. And then dude, the next day it was 35 degrees when yep. we woke up and I was like, oh man, shit, I shouldn't have torn that down. Yeah, we went from that to snow in like two days. Yep. Yep. Yeah, cool. Cool how this weather constantly changes. Great to great to keep up with. Uh, So we're here for another episode of Bruce Less Traveled, making our way through the wonderful city, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Uh, We are featuring our final brewery from this great Midwest city, uh, Severance Brewing Company, a brewery that opened in 2019. We're going to be featuring their tedious full imperial stout uh brewed with some vanilla beans and uh lactose i believe and we have their cranberry 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 or we'll get correction on that uh cranberry or cranberry just renaming beers every podcast cranberry state of mind which is the sour ale brewed with uh, uh cranberries and spruce needles Love when spruce gets incorporated into a beer. Absolutely. 
Um, and we're going to be joined by two guests from Severance, and we might as well just jump on into things here. So please join us in welcoming uh, the owner and head brewer at Severance, Scott Heckle and Lindsay Perrot, the sales manager at Severance. How's it going? Hey, guys. Hello. How goes it? Heather. Hey. It goes, it goes. It's going to go a lot better once we get these beers open, get drinking, talking about severance and, and having a good time here. Definitely. Forgot to, forgot to mention, thanks, thanks for, the, for, for the sticker. Oop, I put it sideways. Sticker inclusion <laughs> is always good. Yeah. It, oh, I, nice. I, I appreciate a small sticker because everything I have that I uh, put stickers on, it's very much covered in stickers. So a small sticker fits in there. Real nice. Yeah. But we should see it started with our quick sip questions. These are fast questions. We want fast answers. Damn. These will help us to uh, get to know you fast. Uh, <laughs> Lindsay, Scott, are you ready? Yes. Is it one each? Do they both answer? I have they questions. Can, yes. They, yeah. <laughs> you can both answer. I want you both to answer, but you know, if yeah. you don't have an answer, that's fine. They're simple questions, though, so I think you'll have answers for all of them. And our first one is favorite non-severance beer. Fuggles and Warlock Strawberry Wit. And then uh, my go-to is Odell IPA. Oh, okay. Shout out to Odell's oh. out of uh, out of Colorado. There. Um, Favorite local outdoor activity? Hiking. Uh, biking. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I used to. <laughs> I actually I actually misread that. It is a favorite local outdoor spot. But activity oh. works too. It does. Favorite outdoor By spot? By all means, biker. <laughs> <laughs> from from Scott, let's hear your answer. Jeez, let's see. I like Blue Mountains Park. Uh, you know, honestly, any of the breweries' patios, I guess. Good mm. answer. <laughs> nice. I was afraid nice. to name a brewery. Uh, <laughs> Czech or German-style pills? I'm going to say Czech. Same. Czech. Same. Um, if you had to live one place other than Sioux Falls... Where would that be? Fort Collins. I said Ireland. Ooh, okay. Nice. Out of the box, out of the country. And then finally, um, if you, uh, our, our favorite, my favorite quick sip question. Have either of you ever seen Bigfoot, a ghost, a UFO? Yes, yes, no. All right. No, no, and... On a drunken night, I thought yes. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna unpack these here, uh, but I think we should get our first beer open. Um, let's start with the. Uh, you probably cor- you could help me. You could help me correct correct me on this cranberry e state Why of mind. Can you tell them how to say it. Scott? Yeah, so it's so it's cranberry <laughs> state of mind. Uh, in in the hunt for. Finding good beer names, I often find myself going to Urban Thesaurus, and uh, Cranberry State of Mind is apparently the uh, the state of mind you enter after having one too many uh, vodka cranberries. So that's where that name came from. 
All right. So while everybody's getting into their into their first beer, and we've just learned how to say it, although you, you broke up a little bit for me. I think it was cranberry. Did I do that right? Cranberry state of mind. And I'm gonna try to fire up my hotspot here and see if I can improve our uh cranberry our connection here. State of mind. While you're doing that, cranberry. Aside from, from what it means, what would you like to tell us about that beer? Uh, so this is one that we typically release uh, around the holidays, and it, it was about the time that we were shipping beer out to you guys. Um, but just a, a nice, easy drinking sour. It's it's not not too terribly tart, but that uh, spruce tip as it warms up will start to come out like quite a bit more. Yeah, yeah. The spruce complements the the cranberry very well. And yeah, not not a lot of acidity to the beer. I think that you know cranberry is something that can overdo sours a lot of times, and I feel like the the spruce is restraining it. And overall, it's a very very restrained, uh, great example of a cranberry sour. Yeah, and, and spe- specifically because of the acidity that that tends to sour on this one, we don't typically bring the pH down quite as far as we normally would, just to make sure that uh, it doesn't become too offensive compensate yeah yeah um so so Lindsay, i do have to figure i do have to follow up um bigfoot yeah. story you saw bigfoot i i i mean i believe yeah i i mean i think so i used to live um in the in washington state british columbia area um and i was at bigfoot provincial park and i'm telling you his name is right there on the signs and all I can say is something big was moving around and I'm, I'm just convinced. It was a bear. It wasn't a bear, Scott. It's Oy, Bigfoot. With this guy. He's, he's not making um, it hot. No, there was, we were, we were, we were at Harrison Hot Springs in British Columbia at Provincial State Park. And we were, we were hiking and seriously, there was just something in the woods and it was tall and it was looking at eye level and then it wasn't there and they have statues of him all over the place. So he thought he was fitting in. It was just a weird moment. It was just a weird moment. Love it. Love it. I, I mean, normally the answers to those questions are like, nah, no, nah, not really. So <laughs> uh, I will say Sioux Falls has been delivering. We've gotten two Bigfoot stories this month. I'm a very, very happy man. Very happy man. Yeah. For- very, very happy drinking this uh, this sour ale here. And I want to jump back to kind of the origins of, of Severance. Uh, Scott, you are a, a home brewer that turned your hobby into a profession. And, you know, why don't you talk about that that beginnings and now how much of that home brewer is still in you? Uh, these these all these years have gone past. Uh, yeah, you actually can't see it right now but in in our tap room we do have my original one gallon mr beer kit that my wife bought me for uh our first christmas together um from there it just kind of spiraled uh out of control i mean it's a, it's a typical story right for most most brewers that came out of the homebrew scene but um went from the mr beer kit to doing one batch on that and and although it was uh ungodly awful um, it, it at least opened my eyes to the fact that, Hey, you can actually make beer at home. And after talking to some folks, finding out that you can actually make good beer at home. Um, then I went to, you know, doing, um, some of my own recipes on a little five gallon kit on the stove to 10 gallons in the garage to a fully automated system in the basement. 
And um, in, in 2010, uh, we actually were, my wife and I were in planning to try to start something here in Sioux Falls, which was actually several years before any other craft beer scene or, or brewery had really opened up. It ended up not quite working out just because uh, approval from the city and there was a uh, music studio that was attached to that space. And the city said, we can't have a bar next to this place with unattended kids. Uh, we're not going to approve your, your license. Um, and, and while uh, we were waiting to find a new spot downtown, uh, I got a promotion at work. And with a brand new kid and a mortgage and car payments, uh, it was one of those deals where it just it wasn't in the cards. So um, put it on the back burner and uh, kept kind of making my way up the ladder at the bank I was working at. And the further up the ladder I got, the more miserable I got. Um, what ended up happening was that one summer day, came home, um, kind of in a pissy mood. And my wife said, you know, it's, I think it's time that we actually start doing some planning on the brewery again. Um, so that was back in 2017, put a plan in place. And two years later, we opened Severance. It's always the, <clears throat> it's always the, 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 the backstory of, of a brewery opening some you know, it's the, the guy that's like, yeah, I just climbed the corporate ladder. And then I realized I absolutely hate this. You know, it sounds much better. <laughs> the, the name Severance specifically um, is, is referring to kind of severing ties from, you know, that, that standard corporate lifestyle and, um, and creating our own severance package is kind of what we joke about is, is the brewery was my severance package from corporate America. So that's where the name Severance comes from. Awesome. I love that. And like Brian, I'm also a fan of the tiny little stickers too. I was telling everybody uh, last, last week, um, I typed all the stickers that I get and I turn them into, uh, I put them on magnetic paper so I can put them onto my, uh, my kegerator. And if I ever lose it or it dies or when it does die, I should say, I can carry them on to, you know, the next beverage serving vessel. So Appreciate that as well. Speaking of, uh, you know, kind of the homebrew side of things and, and then opening up your own brewery, uh, you obviously brew an extremely wide range of beers. You've got stouts, IPAs, sours, even ciders and seltzers. What is your favorite style out of all those things, out of all the things that you make to, to brew? And what's your favorite new beer that you brewed last year? So um, occasionally we get to brew a true lager and those are always fun um, just because you can't, you can't truly hide too much behind um, a, a lot of those lagers. Right. So that's probably my favorite style to actually brew um, just because it does test your ability as a brewer. Um, we have actually been doing a kind of a new line of floggers is what we call them. I don't know what folks in the rest of the country are calling them, um, but faux loggers, right? So, so um, Omega has come out with um, a new line of their Kvikis called Lutra that finishes very wow. nice and clean and, and has characteristics very similar to a lager, um, but we could turn them around obviously much faster. Um, we actually put one together last year called Best of Foo. Um, because so we were going to, uh, obviously have the Foo Fighters concert here in Sioux Falls. Um, and then Taylor Hawkins passed away and that, that tour got canceled. Um, so we held a, on the, the weekend that the concert was supposed to be here, we held a Foo Fighters tribute night, had musicians and, and did a bunch of acoustic Foo. 
Um, and since then, it went over so well that we've now released, uh, a a started a series of them. So we've got, uh, it's called false advertising because of, of the faux logger or flogger. Um, so we started that new series. We've, we're on our second one of those now. Third. Uh, well, third, if you include the best of foo. Um, and, and then we've got uh, a whole, whole <laughs> smorgasbord of them coming up here uh, in 2023. So I awesome. have never I've never heard them called floggers. I've heard, you know, I heard I definitely heard the style kind of popularized by um, Marshall Schott of Brewlosophy fame. Um, he talked a lot about doing those at home because, you know, it's really for those that don't know, you have to ferment loggers, logger yeast at 50, 55 degrees Fahrenheit. And that's really hard to do unless you have a dedicated chamber or glycol chilling, stuff like that. Um, so being able to brew beers that taste and present like loggers using techniques and ingredients that we'd use for ales really makes that style so much more yeah. approachable and for breweries like the tank turnaround time like your tank residency just like goes through the floor yeah. and you could turn those beers around a lot quicker and not really worry about diacetyl acetaldehyde and and all those off flavors that you would if you try to turn a locker around that quick it's pretty great sounds like kvike has changed the <clears throat> changed the brewing industry on both both sides I think my two favorite beers last year were Smoketoberfest, which is a smoked Marzen. Um, and, uh, but that was a repeat. It was what your third year doing that. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, and then, um, tearing the tartan was a Scotch ale that we just did last November. The, those two were probably my favorites. Um, yeah, those two were probably too cool and the the tear and the turn actually uh for Lindsay's husband's birthday present yeah. uh he got to come in and be a brewer for a day he so yeah. he had a brewing experience to, to help brew that one yeah that was fun <laughs> for him that's pretty cool i bought yeah. him pizza i don't know <laughs> <laughs> you better watch What's... out is he gonna open up his own brewery now um so in 2020 just a year after severance first opened the tap room um you were awarded the coolest tap room award at the craft beer marketing awards what does the tap room experience mean for both of you both Lindsay as the sales uh director and uh scott you as a brewer <laughs> um so for us when we opened Severance, um, taproom experience was front and center. Um, and we actually, like my wife and I, we would go around for uh, several years knowing that, you know, one day we wanted to open a brewery up. Um, we would go around breweries in Fort Collins, uh, well, actually all around Colorado, um, up in the Twin Cities, down in Omaha, Nebraska places where there were already a lot of breweries established. And she literally just kept a, um, a running notebook of what we enjoyed at all those different tap rooms and what we disliked. And we tried to compile all of those to create what we have at Severance, which is you know, um, a very inviting tap room. It's, mm -hmm. we've, we've heard it compared to almost like a cheers atmosphere where it's, it's very, um, even though we're in Sioux Falls, it has a very kind of small, tight knit feel to it. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah. We have actually residents that live above us. We've got four floors of residential 
Um, so we've got a ton of regulars that are down here all the time. Uh, they all know each other's name. Um, and, uh, and then from there, we, I mean, we've got the shuffleboard table. Um, we've got, uh, what, what are the other fun aspects of the tap room? I guess, um, we have a great patio. We have a great uh, patio. We we've got, patio. we've got the garage doors that pop open during the summer months. We overlook falls park, um, mm -hmm. here in Sioux falls. Um, so we pop those doors open and you can see the upper falls. Um, we've, there's also a concert shell um, right like half a block away from us. And in the summer, there are concerts every Thursday, Friday and Saturday night. And you can sit out on our patio and you can hear the music, um, which is really quite nice to be able to enjoy that as well. Yep. And we brew a specific beer for that. Yep. Brew a specific um, beer for them every year. Yeah. It's just a, it's a good spot. Yeah. It's all right. I think we're, we're getting ready and it's about time for everybody to get jump into our next beer. Um, this is the first time I think on the show I've ever had a beer named after me, but we're going to start with tedious or go into tedious full. What would you like to tell us about our second beer? Uh, so this one is uh, named tedious fool because of all of the hand scraped vanilla beans that go into it. Um, there's, awesome. there's a pound and a half of vanilla in it. Um, which right now equates, uh, I think this year it equated to about 150 or 175 vanilla beans that you hand scrape by hand and then, and then uh, prep to get into the tank. So um, the act of a tedious fool. Yeah, it's, it's a very tedious process. Um, really nice, balanced, I would say, imperial stout. It's not overly roasty. It's not too terribly boozy for 8.7. Um, and that vanilla comes through really nice. A bunch of the brew house smoke great. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the day that you're doing the vanilla, it's it kind of like coffee, coffee beer days too. Um, yeah. The brew house smells excellent that day. Yeah, but it's a lot of fun processing all that vanilla. I don't think people people don't know um, vanilla beans uh, to really get the vanilla character out of them. You actually cut them open lengthwise like a like a hot dog cut, not a hamburger cut, hot dog cut. Um, you splay it open and you really scrape this black, like caviar looking substance out of there. And that's really where your, your vanilla flavor comes from. And, uh, you said there was about what, 150 beans in this batch? 150 to 175 this year. Yeah. In, a, in the pound and a half that first year, the very first year I went a little overboard on the vanilla and that one was like 200 and yeah, 270 something beans. I think it was. So <laughs> We dialed it back just a smidge what? from that first you year. Overdid it? It's it's kind of like sometimes with hops and IPAs, it's like like how much is too like when is enough enough, right? Like, are you spending all this extra money on vanilla beans when you could like <laughs> cut right. out a hundred yeah. of them and still like, like it tastes the same? We'll never know well, unless you tell us. <laughs> I think the vanilla character in this presents almost as uh, caramel. It mixes with the whatever malts are in the the malt bill and comes yeah. across as a really nice caramely flavor there is a, a ton of dark crystal in this one there was one comment that i saw in the chat um actually is from nick and nora um one of the other fun things in our tap room is we did we created a coaster wall um yeah, where on the back of our coasters you can do a little sketch or doodle um and then we started hanging them up on the wall and at this point 
It covers a about 60 foot stretch of the brewery, Floor 10, to 10 feet high. And we're now trying to go back across the top about another five feet. So, yeah, it's it's really kind of cool. Um, Scott is a really big fan of zero clutter and straight lines, which is evident. Um, and, but then you suddenly walk into this back hallway and there's just coasters attached to the wall everywhere and it's it's really it's fun people write messages about where they're from or just draw there's some there's really some really good art up there too, really yeah. good art up there actually so it's the coaster wall is really cool well nick and nora we're gonna leave it up to you to draw a bruce less traveled one and and put it up there <laughs> that's right yeah oh my god yeah i found some pictures here there's some really good drawings on that there are some really good ones. It, it can be shocking sometimes. Yeah. Wow. I'm just going to get distracted and look at all those, those pictures <laughs> yeah. of that. Um, so something I did want to jump into is we, we meet before we do these uh, recordings and um, something that had been mentioned is, is something new that Severance has been working on that Lindsay is very passionate about. And that is the um, food and beer pairing program that Severance has started working with a bunch of uh, different food types and putting together these beer dinners. So can you talk about the role of food and beer pairings with, with Severance's brand nowadays and, and what that experience has been like for you? I think that, first of all, um, I can't stress enough that beer goes with everything. So you can always just put beer um, and it's it's fine. There's not a bad answer. Um, but one of my one of my specialties is really finding an actual pairing. Like, what is it that brings out something else? Um, and a lot of people really recognize that that um, places do that with wine but beer doesn't have the reputation for that as much. So it started actually because one day I was at a vendor fair and a salsa, uh, well, she now has a whole situation, but at the time she was a salsa distributor uh, or she, not distributor, I'm sorry, she and her mom make salsa. And she was giving salsa to the guests. And as they were having it, I was jumping in and being like, have it with this beer. And we thought, well, this is kind of fun. And so we did, that was brunch, right? Mm -hmm. We did a salsa brunch, but she's, she and her mom are very passionate about salsa isn't just for chips. So they made this beautiful meal, brought it to me. I paired it with the beers. It was a hit. So we did another one at dinner time a month later and we realized we really have something here like that. Not to say that that wasn't happening, but I think she would speak about the food. I would speak about the beer. And then I would also talk about why I chose that beer and what to look for. Like, what is it that this beer is doing with this food and back and forth? So we kind of did that between every course. Mm -hmm. Um, and it just took off. So we did another dinner one and we've decided um, to start a series of doing it, uh, doing a cultural dinner, maybe every other month. Our next one is actually with a, a wonderful Mediterranean restaurant here in town. Um, I've talked to a Brazilian restaurant, um, but I also did one with a pizza place. Um, my favorite pizza. No, nope, I didn't say that. Um, <laughs> and uh, no, I did one with a pizza place here in town. Um, but it was really cool because we went into so much description about the pizza and the beer. And as I was walking through afterwards, talking to people, they're like, we thought we were just getting beer and pizza. Like we didn't, 
understand what this was going to be. And there were just, people are really excited about the idea of learning how things can accentuate things. So that's what we're doing now. So we're doing these cultural dinners and I, I love it. I on the, love it. On the pizza one, the amount of beer and pizza that we went through to actually nail oh, a good day to actually nail the parents yeah. though was actually, it took three days. It took three days. It took three days. There was one particular pizza and I couldn't nail it down. Like it did certain things with every single one. And it was always just like a tiny bit. That isn't right. That isn't right. And so. Well, and the pizza we were bringing back was was 15 minutes old. Right. So it wasn't fresh out of the oven anymore. So like, we're just going to have to go down to the pizza shop and bring the beer with us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we did. So we went down to the pizza shop. I was like, I need this pizza hot. We have to find the right one. So he pulled up a seat also had like four different beers and figured it out. Um, it was really kind of cool though, because there were two that went really well, but one brightened everything. And the other one wrapped it in a warm little hug. Like, and that was kind of the thing is like beer can do these two different things with the exact same food. So it was, it's just, it's something I love to do. And thankfully Scott is letting me. And so it's awesome. It sounds like a terrible job, but somebody's got to work it out. I know it's really, I mean, all of these restaurants just <laughs> have this remarkable food and I have to drink beer. Oh my gosh. I mean, I, I, I've got to know what, what was the pizza? Like what style of pizza was it? And like topping wise, and what was the beer that you ended up going with? Great question. Well, we did four. But the one in particular that caused us so much grief. It was. Was it the Augie Blues or was it? The, no, the that one I knew. One? It was the barbecue. was barbecue. It was a pizza with a barbecue sauce. Um, was it? Yeah. What barbecue? else is on it? BBQ. It's yeah. um, barbecue sauce, chicken, um, and like a couple different kinds of cheese. If he's listening to this right now, he's going to be so mad. that. <laughs> The two that I wasn't sure one of them was um, a uh, cardboard paper cut. So kind of a bright, uh, slightly hoppy. Oh, honey, barbecue, cheddar, chicken, mushrooms, onions, jalapenos, and a ranch drizzle. So that's a lot of stuff. um, Oh, my gosh, it's so good. (laughs) Come, Come to Sioux Falls. I'll take you there. All right. So we did the hoppy one and it was really good, but it brightened everything and it intensified everything. And then we did monster cookie. It's a stout. And when you did it with the stout, it like wrapped all of it. I, and I thought for a minute, the stout was going to just, but not just a stout, but it, it's, it's peanut butter it's and peanut chocolate, butter, stout. chocolate stout. And it wrapped the whole thing in a beautiful blanket and it snugged you and it made you feel <laughs> safe and warm. And it was wonderful. And that's my story. (laughs) Somebody here actually wrote beer paired with Girl Scout cookies. Did it. Did it for a Girl Scout fundraiser. Last year. And we'll be back again this year. And we're going to do it again this year. I love love to hear that. So speaking of all the things that you all are, are, are doing, sounds like there's lots of big things coming this year. What are you looking forward to in 2023? I'm looking forward to, I think, a normal year. Like. We, we opened in 2019, uh, August of 2019. So we had this nice little honeymoon period between August and September or October. And then winter hit in South Dakota, which um, we had, factored that into our business plan. But um, it, it just gets ungodly slow. 
And, um, and then as we were coming out of the winter, February was starting to get nice. Business was picking up and then the pandemic hit. Um, so, I mean, and then after that, you know, we dealt still with um, reduced capacity in the tap room and those types of things. Um, we also had, you know, people had a lot of COVID money for a little while there. So there was some extra spending. So I'm just, I'm looking forward to like a true good kind of just one normal year to see if we can get, get through that. But yeah, we'll let you know if that happens. Yeah. Well, we have done, um, you know, we, we've finally gotten into, uh, a little bit better canning system here and, um, oh, that was exciting. Yeah, so we, we've been able to expand our uh, kind of regional footprint as far as kegs and can distribution goes, especially with Lindsay coming in. She's been able to get us uh, into a lot of new places. Um, so kind of kind of expanding our distribution footprint a little bit more this year is uh, something I'm looking forward to and just kind of seeing where we can go in the tap room. So Awesome. Um so before we wrap up here, what is one thing that you each wish Sioux Falls or South Dakota in general was more well known for? Don't look at me, man. I'm not from here. These people will eat me alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Lindsay joined us from uh, like 13 different states. True story. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, what do I wish Sioux Falls or South Dakota was better known for? I honestly don't know. I, I mean, we have actually a really good beer scene here, which I yeah. think is underappreciated. Yeah. Um, okay. We also have a, and this is kind of the cliche answer, but we have actually a lot of really good food here as well. Um, it is very true. Yeah. Outside of that, I, the one thing that I always tell people, though, when I say that I'm from Sioux Falls is that it's it's one of those cities where you feel like a family mm-hmm. in indoors and outdoors during the few months that we get that are nice outside. <laughs> um, although we, we do have even a, a tiny little bunny hill to go skiing and stuff. If you're you know looking for something to do during the winter. Um, but just it, low crime, um, you know, good cost of living and stuff. So, I mean, in general, Sioux Falls is a great place to raise a family and, and just, you know, everybody, I, I've been here for a year, um, here for one year today. Um, Ooh, yeah. it's Lindsay's work anniversary today. It's my work anniversary. Oh, um, and, oh, uh, no cake, no chips, whatever. It's fine. It's fine. Um, do a podcast. That's, that's but your, everybody that's come work. to visit me. Uh, everybody that's come to visit us since we've been here, when they leave, like the biggest thing that they say is um, like, wow, I had, I had no idea. Um, And that is the common answer over and over and over again in regards to Sioux Falls is they're like, I had no idea. So it's a, it's a, we've got a great downtown and we have kind of everything you need in a city with a with a small town feel so it's awesome yep dollars to donuts i thought scott was gonna say the bike trails i know right because he's on them all the time (laughs) can can i address that whatever sure please i think you have to know (laughs) so prior to you being here Uh uh-huh i used to actually get out once a week and we have an awesome bike trail that goes all the way around Sioux Falls. 
True. It's 19.2 miles or something like that. And I would get up on Saturday and Sunday mornings and I would ride the bike trail. And this was prior to you being here. So the last time that I rode it was a year and a half ago now. Um, partly because once Lindsay came in, so my summers were always busy in here, but uh -huh. once Lindsay came in, if you remember, I, I was very pissy for the first few months while you were here because I couldn't keep As up. As opposed to this delightful trip. Yeah, I, I am a delight. <laughs> but I, I, couldn't, I couldn't keep up with the sales that she was doing outside and what I was trying to still feed the tap room. And right. my schedule was just completely off. And last summer, I, I just didn't have time to go bike riding. So this is Sorry, your fault. So this is your fault, Lindsay. Yeah, yeah. Lindsay, it's your fault. Yeah. It, is, yeah. it is your fault. It is. I can't win with this one. <laughs> Literally ever. Hey, thanks for being really great at your Literally job, ever. Yeah. <laughs> so I do have a bike, and I did used to go bike riding. And I... I, I could do the loop in about that 19.2 miles. I do the loop in about an hour and 10 minutes. So not good? like, I, don't I mean, know. it's, it's decent, but it's not like I'm still getting passed by those dudes in really tight shorts mm -hmm. and, you know, and like the aerodynamic, <laughs> your short, short the aerodynamic helmet. Yeah. I think yeah. I the road bikers. Matt yeah. says right here that you're blaming me. <laughs> mm -hmm. Matt knows what's up. Yeah. <laughs> well, Lindsay. Scott, thank you so much for joining us. Tell us where people can find your beer. In town, we are in all of the Hy-Vees. Um, grocery stores. I'm sorry. We are in all of the grocery <laughs> stores. Most of the grocery stores. Um, mainly, sorry. Oops. Um, we can scratch that. Um, uh, we are in kind of the liquor party stores. Is that what mm -hmm. they're called here? We're in the party liquor store, stores. liquor stores here. Um, and mo a good a good chunk of the restaurants, a lot downtown. You can get us also Brookings, Aberdeen, Mitchell. Fort, Fort Pier. Fort Pier. On occasion, Rapid City. Rapid City and. Dakota Dunes. Hit it, toots. Jefferson. Jefferson. <laughs> Jefferson. So there you go. Um, we we really are not any further west than Fort Pier to all the people here who are wondering, but we are in Fort Pier. And uh, then this away. But right now we are pretty uh, Sioux Falls centric with a few exceptions here and there. Cool. So you got to go to Sioux Falls to get their beer. Or subscribe to you guys. Yep. Right, because there it is. <laughs> there it is. There it is. You too can have spruce with your cranberry. Cranberry. <laughs> I literally never said it. Just want you to know that. I don't think we did it either. At least right. Cranberry. <laughs> I can't. I can't do it. Yeah. It's. It's like it's breaking a part of. Yeah, it's breaking the language literally. center of my my brain. Um. So. Uh, anything else to plug bef before we, we say our goodbyes here? What you guys could tell me? Uh, I don't think I have anything else. I think I'm good. I'm satisfied. He feels satisfied. We should end this immediately. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel that way too. Isaac, Bye. Isaac final thoughts. Final thoughts. Um, I also feel satisfied. And I think we should just break a clean break right now. 
Uh, no, it's, it's been great. Um, <laughs> my big takeaway here is, uh, and, and you all, um, unless you've been listening, probably don't know this, but I think I have been the most frequent featured co-hosting guest on Bruise Less Travel. So I would like to hold on to that acc- accolade. Uh, MC would like to have a word with you, I think. Oh, yeah. But, but, you're, but you're right there. You're right there, definitely. Neck and neck. Um, Final thoughts on the gateway to the plains. Uh, I, I really liked learning about Sioux Falls and, and learning about uh, everything that there is in that corner of South Dakota and, and the beer scene there. Uh, shout out to our awesome featured breweries this month. Severance, uh, a homestead brew, uh, stalling, stalling, as I remember the rest of them. Remedy and Covert Artisan Ales and Cellars. Thanks for the beers, everybody. Uh, on tonight's guests, on tonight's feature brewery, thanks again to Severance for supplying beers for the show. You can find them at Severance Brewing on Instagram. Thanks for the beers for the show, and thanks for the beers for the beer club. Thanks, thanks guys. Thanks so for having much. us. To our listeners at home, uh, you can head over to Bruvana.com if you would like to join the beer club and get beers like these shipped to you on a monthly basis. It will also help us keep the lights on and keep this show going. It's the best way you can support us, but you could also write us a review on your favorite podcast platform. We'll be back with another episode next week, which is going to be a new city. Next month, we're going to be featuring the birthplace of the creator of Community, one of my favorite TV shows of all time, Dan Harmon's birthplace. So figure that one out and put it in the chat before we sign off tonight. Uh, But, you know, New City is going to mean new co-host and, of course, new beers and new featured breweries. So excited to join everyone next week. But until then... Stay safe, be kind, and support local breweries, everybody. Cheers. See ya.